when I turned 49 and, and, and knowing that 50 was such a milestone in your life, a milestone for everyone, is uh, what can I do here that really can stand out to me and make me say, bam, I did this. Yes, that's right. So I said, I brought that bikini competition at the top of my list. Number one goal for that year was to complete that. And then the other piece of that was putting it out there. You know, a lot of times I keep it in my journal. You know what you want to do. You know your goals that you want to achieve. But when I put it out, like several months passed, like before that, I put it out there and said, I'm putting this out to everyone. I'm going to compete in a bikini competition by the age of, for, for the age of 50, you know? And, and knowing that that big goal, as they say, your goals should be big enough or your dreams should be big enough to scare you. And that, my friends, is the voice of Renee Winter also known as the Vegan Soul Sister. Now, Renee is a mom, a wife, an educator, a personal trainer, vegan, and then, of course, on top of all of that, as though that's not enough, at the age of 49, she decides, why not? Bikini competitor. Yes, bikini competitor, all of that. We go in, we talk about everything. Renee breaks it down. She talks about some struggles, some challenges, and ways that she got over those challenges. She talks about strategies to overcome challenges. This is an amazing conversation with a woman who is never satisfied, like always striving for the next thing, whatever that thing is. So be inspired, because I know I was, and listen to my conversation with the amazing Renee went I went to Syracuse for a little while and when I was up there I kind of was introduced to PETA you know people for the ethical treatment of animals and I you know kind of recognized you know the atrocities of our food industry and, and and so forth and when I recognized those things I was like wow you know let me take a little step back not only do I realize that food affects the way I feel but this industry is ridiculous you know yes so um i i then started changing my diet and i actually became a vegetarian at that time so that was back in like 1991 so it's been a while wow uh, yeah so um during that time i i did uh change over i was still eating fish at that time so i, I guess i consider myself a pesco vegetarian at that time because you had those different you know layers that you can kind of roll with and and again it, i i always say that i think it's a journey but at that point, I did still eat fish, um, and I, I recognized that I felt good. I felt good, and mm -hmm. uh, it, it definitely changed my life at that point when I started doing that. Um, and then, of course, I, I, it was, again, my journey. I, I continued doing, doing different things and, and learning how food affected me. And ultimately, I think the last thing that I got rid of out of my diet was dairy. Uh, and even then, I didn't even eat a lot of dairy. It was more like a pizza thing. I'm a pizza girl. I love pizza. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Me, too. Pizza was my last hurdle because it was yes. like this pizza yes. thing is like running my life. So it's, oh it's interesting. God. You said like pizza. I don't know. Go ahead. OK, I'm sorry to I interrupt. Know. No, I, that was my last thing. You know, I was just like, it's a, I'm a pizza girl. So for me, that was the last thing I couldn't give up. So even though I may not eat dairy, I wouldn't eat dairy in any other form. And then I got that pizza. My family would order the pizza or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I was like, no, I got to stop that. So once I recognized that, you know, um, I could get rid of that and have some other alternatives in terms of cheeses, because let me tell you, when I first started and became a vegetarian and, and, and uh, there were not a lot of options out there. A yes. lot of the food out there was not tasty. Mm -hmm. No, it was like cardboard. Yes. So it really didn't uh, appeal to me to even make those changes to say, wow, you know what? I can go with this. So I finally did make that switch to not having dairy. And I said, you know what? So be it. I'll, I'll do what I have to do. And I knew that dairy was congestive. I knew that dairy affected me as well. Um, and I definitely felt a difference as soon as I ate dairy. So um, it was it was necessary. It was time, you know. And, and so once that happened, that was it. I was free and, you know, running about and doing my own thing. And then... I wanted to spread the word, especially for African American, the African American community, to to get to uh, to let other people know how important food is in our diet, and to really have people to examine where they where we've come from and where we really need to go, and if we really want to go further, what we need to do. So that's basically my journey. Okay. All right. Great. All right. So we've okay. So we understand how you got into the in the lane in the first yep. place so now yep. let's fast forward a little bit now to mm -hmm. a picture that i saw mm -hmm. on your instagram feed it was yes. 2014 now yes. <clears throat> now your before picture don't get me wrong you're a beautiful woman then at 20 in 2014 i know right, you right. said you were heavy what 
but to the naked eye, most people, especially our folk, black folk, was like, like, okay, she looks great. Right. You know, she's not a big girl. She's right, right. she. I, I would take that body at any at any moment, right? <laughs> right, right <laughs> I know. Right. So I I know it wasn't a weight so much of a weight issue, and like right. you said, it was the animals that kind of geared you that way now right so but what i i kind of like i tell my daughter she's 20 and i always tell her I, and she's she's thin thinish right well, no she's thin she's a size four she's thin i'm right i'm just right. super critical anyway i said look <laughs> you don't want to be skinny fat she's right like, dad right. what is skinny fat i said like right. you're thin but eh, right. you know you're you're not toned you're like you know you're just not so and then i saw your after picture, which was the, you know, the bikini competition, yeah, the competition, competition thing, which we're going to get right. to. But I want to know, and you weren't happy with that picture on the left, I'm assuming. Right. I, guess, I think it was just, again, why a part of my journey. Why weren't you happy with that, with, with the way you were? Because you were vegan at that time, right? Why right. weren't yeah, you happy? Yeah. How did, and you said you had gained some weight. So right. how, how did it get to that picture? How? Right. how? Well, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I think that, you know, I've always been an athlete, okay? So I played soccer, I played volleyball. I was very involved in school and in athletes, and I just love being athletic, you know, running uh, and so forth. Um, just doing a lot to, just getting my body moving, being active. So I think that um, looking at that picture really was a point when I think I had um, some stress at my job and I lost my, you know, I was, um, what's it called? Uh, um, oh, I forgot what it's called when they put you aside a, as a teacher, I'm in administration, so okay. I'm in school. So they can let you say, we're going to have to let you go, you know, that mm. type of thing. And I, I lost my job, basically. And so at that time, you know, you start eating. And even as a vegan or as a vegetarian, you still can eat yes. a lot of food that's Talk really not going <laughs> to Talk about it. Talk help about you out, it. you know. Um, so that's kind of what happened. I was still eating, you know, uh, the, well, I love pasta, vegan cookies, vegetarian, whatever you find, you can still find a way to get it in. Even if you want to emotionally eat. And I think as, as, um, as individuals, we go through those times in our lives where we're going to eat emotionally and we're going to take in foods that, you know, still fit into what we need, but ultimately are not good for us, not good for our bodies and not good for our soul, not good for our health. So yes. that's, that's where I was during that time frame. So when I look at that picture, I know what that that meant for me. I know right. that that was a time that I had to um, uh, pass over and get over some hurdles in my life, you know. Mm. And um, although it was quite difficult, I knew that there was a light at the end of the tunnel. I knew that this this was just another hurdle. And one, it was going to make me stronger. I knew that those obstacles were something that I would be able to um, get over and ultimately achieve what this journey is supposed to bring about in my life so um yeah so that's what happened there and and i always again that's all a lot of that's muscle but then i have that little fat around it i'm like oh get it off, get it off. <laughs> and you know what that's what it i'm glad we're talking about this because i think everyone's journey is so personal so yes. that's why yes. there is no like um blanket remedy for everybody like do this and you should be fine everybody's like for you when you looked at that picture, you were like, not happy. It's like, right. this is not me. This is not right. the person I want to see looking back at me. Exactly. And that's why everybody's journal journey is so personal. And that's why it's not always being like overweight, obese. And, and right. that's one way. That's one journey. Right. But right. not everybody's journey is the same. Without a doubt. Without you know, doubt. so and then another thing you touched upon. Being being a uh, former athlete, someone that that kept moving, you talked about the cortisol. You talked about the stress. Yes. Contributing, oh my gosh. Contributing yes. to the way you had looked, or the yes, or, yes. or, the, no, or some of the, you know. Can we talk about that? Because oh, yes, the yes. eating is a problem, but let's talk yes. about this thing called cortisol. This thing yes. called stress that can contribute to so much. Yes, yes. And the, the, the term I was looking for was being excessed. I was excessed for my job. I was like, I couldn't find that word, but I was excessed for my job. And, and at that time, you know, I knew I had six months to stay in that position. And then at that end, guess what? I would have to find a new job. Mm. And now I've been in education for, for many years. I think I'm going to my 25th year of education, you know, being a school administrator. And to, to know that I would have to find a job was very, very stressful. 
So during that time frame, of course, I'm managing my world and my environment that I'm working in, but I know that ultimately I have to find another job. I have to get out there within the workforce. I have to go for interviews. I have to manage that while I'm also managing my health, my family, you know, uh, my sanity, um, everything. Just I have to manage all that. And I also have my parents living with me too. I have a two-family home, so I, I, you know, look after my my older parents as well. So I have all of these factors in knowing that wow, this is big. This is big for me. So of course that's stress. That's what stress is. And it's not just that everyday stress that you get, like oh my God, I'm I'm rushing to work. Yes. But big stress, life stress. You know. So um, yes, the cortisol definitely affects you. And and honestly. I tell you the truth, during that time frame, I wasn't, I was managing my weight as best I could because I knew that I started juicing a little bit more because I, I love juicing as well. Mm -hmm. So I tried to manage it as much as I could. And I was at the gym too. I still try to maintain it that way. But you know what? When it's stress and it's cortisol, it, it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. I was doing things to try to maintain myself. And I, and I can say that now. I can look back on it and say it didn't matter. But maybe I would have even been bigger. I don't know. <laughs> Right, right, right. At least you were at least you were conscious. You're like, okay, this is oh, going on. Let yes. me I'm gonna be yes. present in it and I'm yes. gonna like, you know, do what yes. I need to do or at least yes. try to manage it. Because a lot yes. of times we just go unconscious with it. We just eat unconsciously, yep. we just yep. forego exercising, we right. we and we all chalk it up to stress. Yeah, but, yeah, you but shut we don't down. take an active shut down. Exactly. Yeah, we don't take an active role on how to manage that stress at that moment. Yes, definitely, definitely. And so, you know, I, a lot of my knowledge kicked in in terms of, you know, um, you know, breathing. You know, I would breathe in and practice my breathing in my car driving to work. And I know they sound like silly, you know, like, oh, really? That's what you did? Yeah, but that's what I did in order to maintain myself because I'm a type A person already. So you add that to it. So I'm, you know, needing to practice my breathing, making sure that I can catch my breaths when I'm driving to work. <laughs> and... Mm -hmm. Also trying to take some time out to meditate, trying to give myself just some quiet mental time. So all of these things were so essential for me to get through that, to get over that obstacle and get to that ultimate light at the end of the tunnel or where I supposed to be in my journey of life. So, um, yeah. And again, eating is a big part of it, but it's that whole total person. It's the total person, total package and really being aware of where you are who you are and what you need to do to maintain yourself through that process. Awesome. That is, that's awesome. Okay. Now, all right. Switching, switching gears just a little bit because mm -hmm. everybody has seen the pictures. Every, <laughs> everyone has heard me praise you for yes. not only for uh, your journey, but where right. your journey has taken you yes. um, um, thus far. So we need to talk about this bikini competition. <laughs> all right. Look, I'm. Let's be real. People are probably tuning in. They're, they're saying like, "What fifty bikini? That shouldn't even go in the same sentence. It shouldn't. Right. <laughs> shouldn't right. even go in the same sentence." So I'm. Right. Without further ado, we need to talk about this. Yes. So, oh, definitely, definitely. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, but hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me no, line this out, up for out, you. I'm gonna, out. I'm gonna throw you like a, a nice softball, and you can just okay. hit it out, hit it out the park. Okay. All okay, right. So now. I've been following you and then I seen you on this fitness, not fitness, but you were on this bikini track. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Um, and then, <laughs> then I start to see the transformation and then you put, I didn't know how, how old you are. And then right. you posted like what? 48 or 49. And I yeah, was, was 49 like, going to be 50. I was right. like, hello. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and that's what, and that was when I did the video kind of right. like giving you big ups for what you're doing right and thank you i appreciate I wanna it i, I want to know just like everybody else right, right at 48 i think or 49 mm -hmm. what make you want to go on stage at 49 right. kids right. all this life going on around you right, right. and say you know what i'm going to put on the teeniest smallest oh, itty bitty <laughs> bikini <laughs> You can, <laughs> that you can find and I'm going to go on stage. I'm going to go on stage in front of the world right. and say, here, here I am. Right. What, right. what was the motivation? Okay. All right. So, um, the type of individual I am, and I think that everyone should try in, in, in terms of doing this is setting goals for yourself. Yes. And I've always been a person that journaled and I've also always been a person that took like kind of created every, 
ever so often created like a five point list of the things that I want to accomplish. How can I make my life different? How can I achieve certain things and really bring satisfaction and live the best life possible? You know, and for me, one of those things is basically being fit and being into athletics that I, you know, like I was, was kind of achieving this ultimate thing, which was, ooh, being in a competition. And I had friends that were in competitions and so forth. I said, you know what? I got to do it. And I had I had it on my list a couple of years, and I was like, well, I, I would check off one. I would check off two. Oh, that bikini competition. I would just leave it alone and check off four. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that number three would still be standing there, staring me in my face every year. So when I turned 49 and, and, and knowing that 50 was such a milestone in your life, a milestone for everyone, is uh, what can I do here that really can stand out to me and make me say, bam, I did this. Yes, that's right. So... I said I brought that bikini competition at the top of my list. Number one goal for that year was to complete that. And then the other piece of that was putting it out there. You know, a lot of times I keep it in my journal. You know what you want to do. You know your goals that you want to achieve. But when I put it out, like several months passed, like before that, I put it out there and said, I'm putting this out to everyone. I'm going to compete in a bikini competition by the age of, for, for the age of 50, you know, and, and knowing that that big goal, as they say, your goals should be big enough or your dreams should be big enough to scare you. And it frightened mm. me. I was like, shoot, I shoot. like that. You I'm, know, I'm writing that down. Go ahead. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I put that out to, to everyone on Instagram and I got a lot of, you know, feedback, like go for it, go for it, do this, do this. And, but I knew that with all those accolades and people supporting me, guess what? I still had to do the work. Yes. So, <laughs> So I, I had to recognize what do I have to do to get from point A to point B. I went out and got myself um, a personal trainer. Even though I am a personal trainer, I got one some that was specifically for training for a competition because it's a different mindset, completely a different type of you know preparation in terms of what I normally do with my clients. So um, I did that. And I stepped into the ring. You know, I stepped into the ring and said, let's go for it. And I was hardcore. I um, committed. And even when I felt like I didn't, or even when I felt like I wasn't getting there or I wasn't seeing the imp those improvements like I needed to see, um, I knew that ultimately I would continue to keep going and keep moving forward. And that's really my philosophy in my house with my kids. And I said, keep moving forward. You know, this is what you do for yourself. You know, don't look back. Okay, so, so last month, maybe you ate something that you shouldn't have. Keep moving forward. What's my next step? Where am I going with this? And so that's what, that's what I did. And... I stayed true. I stayed true and stayed committed. And I, you know, I, sometimes I did cardio at two o'clock in the morning, you know, um, got up in the morning, changed my diet and, and so forth. Um, even went more hardcore in my diet. And even now I reflect, and we'll talk about that another time too, in terms of, you know, the things that I had to do, not that I ate meat or anything, but I definitely moved away from my whole food. Like I'm a very whole food type of a vegan. Mm -hmm. Um, um, you know, in terms of getting to where I had to go, I gave a lot of that up in order to really get my ultimate goal of being on stage and getting to that process, you know, getting to that point. So, um, yeah, so that's how it is. I, I think that we as individuals have to set goals for ourselves, you know, and constantly revisit those goals and don't beat yourself up for not achieving those goals, but go back to them, set them again and, and say, what do I need to get, what do I need to do to get to that goal this time? You know, and, and that's what it is. And if it's something bit really big that you feel like you need to do for your life and checking off as a bucket list or something, then you know what, put it at the forefront and, and, and go for it, you know, because you'll, you'll, you'll be better for it. And so that's how I felt. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Now we're going to drill down to the nitty gritty about this competition. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, <clears throat> now you've always been, you're like this, you've been a, a former athlete, um, mm -hmm. always active and everything, but right. I want to know the feeling psychologically when you had to we know the training i'm talking about when they said this is what you're wearing or you decided like okay i have to wear that and <laughs> right. i have i know your type a personality yeah what was there any hesitation were you like am was it did it really set in like this is real when you see that little thing that you had to wear in front of all the i, I want to know <laughs> that feeling and, and, that, and that you're going to right. be that you're going to be judged. And, and I truly believe women are a little harsher than 
women are it's it's a different dynamic with women opposed to men. Yes. Women judge women more harshly than sometimes men judge women. So right. and then women are so self-critical. So mm-hmm. how was this feeling? How what was going through your head when you said like, okay, I've signed up for this thing. I'm <laughs> you know, there's no turning back and I'm right, wearing right. this. Like what was right. that feeling? Can you describe right. it? Well, luckily, you know, you don't have to purchase your uh, order, your uh, little tiny eeny weeny bikini (laughs) until a certain amount of time out from the show, right? You want to give them enough time because it is custom fit for you. You know, my husband had to take my measurements for me and stuff, you know, um, to make sure everything fit just perfectly, you know, and... um, but by that time, I think that I was really all in. I was, there was no hesitation on my part. I actually kind of got excited because I was like, wow, this is what I'm wearing. (laughs) Let's make it even more real for you. It's like, okay, you're going to be on stage, girl. So if there's anything that you're slacking on, (laughs) not doing, you better bring your game even more. (laughs) All right. So I'm married and you're married. So Mm -hmm. I need to know, I don't even know how I reacted. My wife said, I'm going to do this competition. And and she showed me what she was going to wear. Okay. Just explain what was going through your husband's head? If you could possibly like sum that up when he said like, what? Like, I know he's like, you look amazing, but then it it, it set in for him too. Like, Oh, wait a minute. Right. 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 You know what? I think that that's the one thing that's a big plus that he's never, he's always been so positive, even with, anything that I choose to do. So even though I said, okay, I'm going to get on stage and do X, Y, Z and and do this or that. He's like, oh, okay, go for it. Go for awesome. it. I think he also knows me. Um, we've been high school sweethearts, you know, so I've known him for so many years. He knows I come with it. You know, I come with it. I bring my A game. I'm going to bring it. And he knew that if I got on stage, I'm going to get on stage and do my thing, you know? Gotcha. So uh, I think he kind of just sat back in awe and watched me through that process. And, and sometimes he would get up and say, you're still exercising. You're still doing this. Or you, And just that <laughs> level of commitment with your diet, too, and your water yes. carrying a around the gallon jug every single day and you know just seeing you in that zone I think he just was like wow you know you go you do it you do your thing girl you know so. all right okay so okay so okay I'm gonna check that off okay husband yes. reaction got it check got now, it. I want to go it. to the the ones that I have children you have children I'm not sure yeah. how old your children are my yes. daughter my daughter is 20 years old yes but, mine is too okay so my son is 20 and a girl a daughter that's 13 Oh, you ha- oh, you still have a teenager. This is going to be good. <laughs> I want to, because, you know, we, we are embarrassments yeah. to our children. I don't know what, for whatever reason, that's, right. that's when my daughter was 13. I remember b- back then, but right. I want to know now they have, now they have a rocking mom. Like right, right. you're like one of you No, they have a hot mom. They're, right. They yes. have a, <laughs> yes, they have yeah, a I hot have mom. Stories right? when I go out with my son that they're like, you guys this, going this is what I want to talk about. Yeah. This is what I want to talk about. Like, but see, you're not just a hot mom. You're a hot mom who who is in competitions wearing itty bitty bikinis. I need to know the kids. Right, right. Now I know they're like, you know, go mom, go mom. But yes, is there yes. like, oh my God, mom, please don't don't show yeah. that or like yeah, no, what's that no, dynamic they, like? They're definitely go mom, go mom. You know, they're definitely go mom, go mom and um just really excited about seeing you uh seeing me rather achieve my goals and just say you know mom set a goal and she's going for it you know and uh they've never been one you know because i don't wear you know tiny bikinis around here you know i'm wearing my little jeans my cut out my cut out jeans or whatever and and, that could could be a problem too (laughs) but i guess the only one my my son is really cool my daughter will definitely say well mom isn't that cut just a little too low there i'm like whatever Whatever, you know, uh, but you, you know, you get it here and there. I kind of just roll with it. And, uh, you know, ever so often she'll say something, but for the most part, she's pretty cool with everything. And my son is definitely cool with it all. Okay. That's okay. all. That's awesome. All right. Now I want to talk about <clears throat> switching gears. Let's talk about your social circle. Um, we talked about family. Let's talk about mm-hmm. friends. And mm-hmm. I mean, I want to we talked about immediate family, like husband and, you know, yeah. and, and, and children. Let's talk about extended family extended family like the cousins mm. the aunts the uncles mm, um okay. uh and you know as we're part of the black community yeah. it, sometimes it's not this whole vegan plant-based thing is kind of not received with open arms now it's becoming a little bit more acceptable with all the documentaries right, but right. i think everybody's journey is different 
right, um, right. we're not all of the same just because we're yeah. black people. Right, I want right. to hear about your journey within the fi- family dynamic as far as with, uh, right. and, and also um, coworkers and knowing that you're on this particular path. How yes. is that? How have you been received and how do you um, communicate exactly what it is that you're doing? Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, well, I, well, the, the first step outside of my immediate, you know, family, of course, are my parents. And I think that my parents have definitely been very accepting of the, the changes that I try to bring to their lives because, you know, my parents were from down South from Virginia, you know, you know, they grew up on, you know, they came up here and of course they're eating the collard green, not the collard, collard greens are good. I love collard greens, yes, but they yes. eat the fried chicken, the spare ribs, you know, the, everything Southern. If you think about it, everything Southern, everything fried and so forth. So I think that they have really listened to me in terms of me saying to them, guys, this is this, this is this, or giving them alternative ways to cook certain things and saying, listen, no fried food at all, you know? Mm. Um, so they definitely have been um, good about that. And, they, and I think that they also have done wheatgrass. Like I've put my father on a wheatgrass regimen one time when there was something off about his, his numbers. Uh, and the VA didn't even know what was going on. They're like, well, what are you doing? My father's like, oh, I did wheatgrass. They're like, no, no, what are you doing? And he's like, no, I'm doing wheatgrass. I'm doing wheatgrass. My daughter got me on wheatgrass. <laughs> so they don't understand, you know, the outside of that, but my, my parents really are, you know, have, have jumped on, you know, and, you know, feel like they feel better. And it's so good to hear my father, who's 86, my mom is 87, wow. hearing them saying, I feel better. I know food affects me. I know food affects me. I know. And my father does high, have high blood pressure, but he recognized that food really does play such a role in that. He can manage that without, I mean, he's still on his, you know, medicine, whatever. But for the most part, he realizes that if he eats something that's not right, he'll feel the difference. And that's really what I want my parents to understand, to make those better choices. And that's kind of how I navigate my whole, my immediate family and my people around in my circle. That I don't really, you know, throw veganism down their throat or or healthy eating and so forth. Um, Just knowing, having the knowledge to make the good decisions, you know, because as my children get older, I want them to have the knowledge to make the good decisions about what food does to them and how, food affects them. That's really what it comes down to. Right. Um, for people at my job, I think everyone really comes to me, you know, as a go-to person, <laughs> like if they have a question, you know, however it works, right? They come to you like, oh, Renee, what, what do you think? Blah, 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 blah. You know, they, they kind of <laughs> ask me these questions, you know, um, especially with fitness too, especially as the weather starts changing, people want to just kind of run things by me and so forth. And I'm good with that. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that, you know, just kind of sharing that knowledge. Um, with other people. In terms of my uh, cousins and so forth, they know that I do this. And, you know, they actually, my cousin, um, I guess, Instagrammed me, uh, like maybe last week or no, last month, he said, you know what? I have to tell you, Renee, you're such an inspiration. I just got to tell you, I've been looking at, I was looking at your Instagram feed again. He goes, I'm trying to go vegan. I want to change my life, you know, help me out. And, you know, and so, you know, I gave him some ideas and and things that he could do. Um, And people often try to go vegan commercially and yes. don't realize that you can do veganism and not have to spend a lot of money. You're right. <laughs> you know, but they, they all ultimately go to for that fast, quick, quick food, quick food. And you don't, you can't, you know, that's not the way you should go about it anyway, you know? Right. Um, so yeah. So everyone in my immediate circle, cool, understands and very um, uh, happy that I've made these changes for my life as well as their lives and my my cousins and so forth they 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 they're learning they they're jumping on they're jumping on and realizing how food affects them and my my family down even in virginia i talk to them once in a while you know but the, even then they're talking to me about food can you send me some plant based recipes because mm. they know that it affects them it knows they know that it changes them and let food be thy medicine and i yes. try to let people understand this that you got this ailment change you can change these things you know yes. and I guess that's one of the biggest things I try to spread to, to people. And, uh, but yeah, so I guess I, hopefully I answered your question. No, 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 you, you, you did. And actually you, you, you brought up a couple more um, points I want to, I want to address. And you said something that I I think is um, very important. The fact that you're not out here trying to beat people over the head with 
okay, you should be plant-based or vegan. You don't have to. I think because you're a walking, living testament to the power of plants that they are automatically drawn in. I believe, and I tell people, if you're going to take this journey, please understand that you are basically taking up the mantle of being like this plant-based vegan ambassador because people, because if you see success in what you're doing, you don't, you don't have to say, you don't have to knock on people's doors and say, Hey, I think you should do this. Believe me, the time is going to come and they're going to come to you. And Mm -hmm. I always tell people we need to be equipped. We have Mm -hmm. to be ready to help these people and, 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 you know, welcome them with open arms because uh, unfortunately, it takes sometimes it takes some kind of um, uh, life changing. Yes, um, yes, something. Yes, an event or something that makes event, them yes. step back. Yeah, exactly. True, true. And then they start to think, hmm, Renee, my cousin Renee. Oh, my friend yes. Renee. Yes. And then they start calling you and they have questions. We have to be ready. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. I always tell people, you know, this whole plant based vegan thing, it's not just about you. Yes. It really isn't just about no. you. And I said, you're going to find that out very quickly. So I thought that was um, pretty pointed as far as the yeah. statement you said that you're not out here trying to beat people down with, hey, right. you need to be a vegan. Right. Um, no, no. And I think that's, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't. And you know what? Honestly, I know I was reading something that you had mentioned before about the difference, different vegans. You know? Oh, yeah. And that it gets to be kind of crazy. Like, listen, okay, <laughs> we're all out here to change our health, to get, you know, you know, either eat plant, we're eating plants, we're changing our health. That's it. You know, getting to that vegan thing, the uh, ethical vegan or a healthy vegan. or yes. you're eating. A, listen, the bottom line is that we're all eating healthy and we're eating for the health of ourselves, eating for the health of the animals. And it's so true what you said. It's so very true that that's what it comes down to, you know, mm-hmm. um, and to, to kind of separate and say, you know, you're this and you're that type. I think it gets to be crazy. Oh, absolutely. I I absolutely agree. Now, one thing we didn't talk about as far as your social circle is friends, Mm -hmm. is friends, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, how has that been? You know, when I say friends, like going out socially, um, Mm -hmm, going mm -hmm. to events and whatnot, how is that dynamic? Um, Well, you know what? I think that they've known for so long that they kind of, a lot of people are actually making allowances, like say, oh, we're going to go to this restaurant because we know they have some vegan choices, you know, that type of thing. So that's good. You know, and it wasn't like that all the time. A lot of times, oh, a lot of times I've been to some restaurants where I'm just eating some salad up there. Everybody else enjoying all sorts of different meals. And I'm looking around. <laughs> but um, but things have definitely changed. You know, also, you know, also I think that can be attributed to the fact that restaurants and other places that, you know, are giving more options, period, you yes. know, that they do have these options there. So that's a big plus. But for my family and friends, my friends, I'm sorry, specifically, they definitely are more tuned to me and saying, oh, you know, okay, let's make sure there's something there that she can eat. Let's make sure that's something that uh, is available for, for her to enjoy herself along with us. Because we know that food is such a social thing. Food is so tied to our community food is tied to social events connections and 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 just that moment in time and so we really want to turn all of those feelings that we get from eating food um not only being a good moment socially but also being a good moment health-wise yes yes absolutely absolutely okay well changing gears just a little bit let's talk about training because there's a few different aspects you got the family life you Mm -hmm. have um uh this bikini competitor competitor life and uh, of course i'm wondering if you're going to do it again right 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 and then you have the training part of it which i think i love this part of it because i too i i have my um uh certificate to train people do personal training I I don't put it out there um, but I I do that as well so Mm -hmm. and I have some as everything I have some strong opinions on on everything but since I'm talking to someone of the same generation as I am I'm in um and that you're a vegan trainer my first question is Mm -hmm. why you even want to be a train why 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 train other people why uh you know what I I think that for the longest time, I guess because of the field I'm in as well, it's just a part of who I am is in terms of educating. Education, education, education. That's like the biggest thing in my house. Everyone has to be educated. You know, I mean, gotta get your education. Knowledge is power. So I think that also holds true for 
being fit and being in shape. You know, so when I'm about working with my clients and training people, I think that I'm also not only just training them, but I'm giving them the tools to work by themselves. I'm not that type of trainer that I'm just gonna do something with you and I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you what muscle we're working on. Okay, you're gonna work on your biceps here. This one is it. And helping people navigate a gym or yes. navigate a particular uh, weight or how they can manage it and what it's really doing for you. Um, so that's what I really try to do. And I think that's why I went into training because I think that one, that as African-Americans, we don't aren't as familiar with certain things and really bringing this to ourselves, to train ourselves, to get into shape, Talk to be in it. the gyms and, and so forth. So I thought that was a big part of it. So you gotta understand that with every lens that I step forward with, it's always with, looking at my, my community and how can this help my community, you know? So I knew that when I went into personal training, I would be one working with women. I wanted to work with women, you know, and to really targeting African-American women. Cause we know that we have the highest, um, mortality rate as well, obesity rate. And these are the areas that we need to work on changing, you know, uh, how we train, you know, get fit and be healthy and, um, and work out. So, yes, that's why I went into that field, basically. In, okay. In all right. All right. Okay. We're going to drill down because I got so many things to talk about when it comes to training <laughs> and being a black woman and right. training other black women. I, yes. I, I'm going to get like, I'm going to be a fly on the wall and start to all understand right. some of the conversations that a black woman to black woman have during yes, a yes, training yes. session. So with yes. that being said, I want right. to, I want to talk first. Are you training non-vegan people? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Yes, I do. But I do try to help. I do both, you know, but I do try to, within my eating plan or, or the plan, which I'm helping them with, because a lot of times people are not ready to give up meat. And again, if we're talking about journeys and I'm not going to be one to say, okay, you got to give up meat if you're going to work with me. So I say to them, listen, I would like for you to incorporate X, Y, Z. If you're doing this, I want you to have more water. I want you to make a salad, the main meal of the day. So things like that, you know? So I'm looking at things like ways that they incorporate healthy eating. So I'm, my hope is that they will feel differently within this process. And that also that it's kind of called the crowding out philosophy mm. in which I'm going to crowd out their bad foods. Like, so the sodas are gone, all those different things gone. Those are things that I say you can't do. You know, you just, you got to give those things up if we're going to really make any type of gains in, in, in the gym. So you give up those things and you crowd out those bad foods with these good foods. So I want you to give us some, get some healthy alternatives in terms of your snacking. What do you like? Do you like the sugary type thing or you're a salty type of eater, especially for women? You know, we get those emotions, the hormones. We're looking for certain things. What are we looking for? So I try to tune into those things and give them healthy alternatives to satisfy those cravings. Gotcha. And hopefully the more balanced you become, the less you'll have to do that anyway. So um, that's the answer in terms of whether I train vegans or non-vegans. You know? Okay. All right. Well, during your training, what I thought was very important when we started this discussion and we talked about things like um, uh, stress and cortisol and things, mm -hmm. things like that. Now, I think this is where your experience, your life experience and being the age that you are comes into play because right. you lived enough life to be able to relate to someone right. who has challenges on a job or with children right. or with a husband. Husband or with a marriage um, and so when training does any of that come into play when you're trying to evaluate a person because I know for for my, my for myself when I'm talking to someone I yeah. try to get like a like a whole view of because it's lifestyle that yes, kind of contributes yes, to yes, if a person yes. is going to be successful right, so right. I would love to hear when a woman talks to another woman mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what is that conversation are you asking about is lifestyle questions coming into play oh, yes, to, in yes. order to develop yes, a yes. successful um, plan for their fitness? Yes, without a doubt. I think that that has to be a part of it. You know, that has to be a part of it. As um, a trainer who is looking at the total person, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm working with an individual to help them the total package. So I'm definitely asking those questions about what causes them stress what are some of their goals? You know, where, where are they, where they want to be at this moment in time in their, you know, in their bigger plan, because all of that plays into how they deal with their daily lives. Um, do they have time for themselves? You know, um, are there, uh, 
spouse is supportive of what we're trying to do right now. You know, that's a, a big part of it too. Now, because if you're hiding things from your spouse, and that's not going to help either, because that's going to cause more stress, which that's not going to allow this to, you know, really be beneficial for you. Um, what about your children? Um, what about your home life as a whole? So these are some of the questions I'm asking. When you are really stressed out, when you may have your period or whatever, what are, what are the things that you go to? You know, what what's that go to? So I, I'm kind of getting this full picture of this individual in terms of how they manage their world, separate from training, separate from anything. You know, you got stress at your job. What are you doing when you're coming home? You know, um, what do you do when you first get home? What is that thing that helps you to relax? You know, so I'm looking at all those things. I'm also asking, do you meditate? You know, do you give yourself that moment to 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 quiet your mind? Um, so I'm, yes, I am asking all of those lifestyle questions. I'm digging in, I'm really getting personal with the, with the individuals and I let them know that. I mean, besides their, the basic routine questions that I'm asking, like as a PARQ, which is one of those forms that you just right. basically right. seeing if you have, if I got to send you to a doctor before you come see me, right. you know, um, the, besides that, I'm asking all these other questions because, you know, those are the factors that are going to affect your progress. Those are the factors that are going to either make you feel good or bring you down. So I need that because when I'm getting a text message from someone who's stressed out saying, I can't do this, I need to know why. So those are the questions that, yes, I am going in asking about um, with these women, you know, that I'm working with to really help them the best I can to give them my all. And I always tell everyone, I said, listen, I'm going to cover the whole picture. You know, I'm going to get this whole understanding of you so that we can move forward and we can, you know, bring about the best you. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. And I, I, I figured that's what you were doing. Um, yeah. Now, the next question I have is since you're pretty accomplished with your uh, health and wellness mm -hmm. um, and you've done so much and, mm -hmm. And I know that has to be attractive or maybe that is part of what draws them in. And then mm -hmm. once they find out like, wait a minute, you're a vegan, a vegan and you're doing right. this, how right. do, does that curiosity spark conversation with the whole plant-based journey for people uh -huh. who are non, non-vegan? Yes, because you know what, believe it or not, I was at a yoga class yesterday and I was speaking to the yoga instructor and I've been promising myself to get much more involved with yoga. Um, and I do my own, you know, my in my in my home and stuff. But I wanted to get back into that real full practice of it. And I was speaking to the instructor, and I told her what I, you know, she told me. You know, she gave me her card, and then I gave her. I told her who I was. I said I'm a vegan soul sister, you know. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram. I can help you with plant based eating and veganism and so forth. And she goes, Oh my goodness, I would love to. Let's work together. <laughs> now that type of thing, because I think that people, for the most part, do know even in the smallest yes. part of their thought process, yes. that this is a good way to be, you know? Yes. This is a good change for them. And a lot of people, one, yes, want to do it, but don't have the support, don't have the knowledge, don't have those things that are going to help them get to that place. So when they do find someone, they have it in conversation, they're talking to me, they're like, oh my goodness, yes, can you help me? So. In those conversations, yes, I am recognizing those things. It usually sparks a great conversation with individuals. And we usually find um, that I usually find that people do really want information about it or at least an idea of how to do it. Or they start sharing ways that they're actually modifying their lives to fit more of a plant-based lifestyle. So, yes, it is a, is a great conversation starter. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, I, I need to talk about this. I want you to dispel some of these myths or bust some of these myths wide open. Yeah. And I think you have a unique advantage being a woman training other women. I think it's a mm -hmm. unique advantage because I'm going to be honest with you from, for me, if, if I have a client who comes in with a waist trainer, it, it's harder <laughs> for a guy to explain to this woman that right, look, right. it's not going to work. But <laughs> when they say, well, but my girlfriend, and then I got, that's why I think it is a, right, a right. you have this unique advantage yes. to really just like throw that away because you know what you have the waist without the waist trainer so can right, we speak right, to that right. and then also right. um, things like um, now I know it's not only 
women who do these things like waist trainers maybe guys yeah, do it I too guys throw them on there. I, see them on, I see them on the instagram <laughs> yes and and, and 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 drink the the slim tea or whatever can we just yes, talk about yes. t- some of these things that uh, i don't believe they work but i want to hear yes. how do you handle because i things like waist trainers with women i even seen trainers around they someone came in with uh, around their their bicep thinking they're going to take away the little out of here no way (laughs) they make that now now they make that i can't i can't so so have you experienced like talking to a client who thought they they invested in that and thought they i maybe even they came to training with it or like how 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 is that conversation right um you know i i guess to say i have to say that fortunately i haven't seen like my clients per se to say that they want a waist trainer i mean we've had we've talked about it in conversation but they haven't come to sessions or anything about it but they would tell me you know i got this waist trainer you think it will work i think i should put it on after you know exercise and i try to explain to them and and unfortunately you know you're really dealing with a very um a society that ties into social media ties into stars and so forth and what we see there we often believe you know and and a yes. lot of people want to believe those things so that coupled with the fact that you want an easy fix i want something that's going to make mm. me trim right away i don't want to put any work i don't want to do anything i just want to put this thing on tighten that jammy up and <laughs> slim tomorrow morning you know and i'm like uh no no that's not <laughs> Oh man. So, so yeah, so I have those conversations. I just try to bring them back to reality that, you know, anything that you really want takes work, you know? And I know it may be difficult. I know it may be uh, something that you're not looking forward to, but it's something that you can achieve. And I really try to help women understand that ultimately you can do this. You know, yes. you can do this, you yes. know? And we kind of go over the things that they have been successful with. And guess what? This is just one more thing that we're going to have some uh, hurdles, some obstacles, but you can achieve this. So um, those, the slim teas and all the different things, the the fast fixes, that's what I call them, the fast fixes. They're not, you know, I, I try to explain to people that's not what it comes down to. And even, let me just say that even if that fast fix makes it happen for you overnight, guess what? But, but, but next week. You're going to gain that way back. You're oh, going yeah. <laughs> to gain that way back. Yep. You're going to have the same issues, you know? So it's really putting in the work. And, and I think that's what, you know, is part of that conversation that I have with individuals that share those thoughts with me about waist trainers, the, the slim tees, or anything that they think will get them there quicker than what's required. Okay, good, good. Okay, I, I've always wanted to know what that those conversations are, are like, woman to woman, woman yeah. to woman. Now, okay, before we move on, I just got to get this one out there because you know I I, I run. I like I don't love running. I, I run yes. because it's necessary. And right. uh, but at, at the same time, I in Philadelphia, it's pretty segregated here in Philadelphia. We have certain right. areas in Philly where there's black areas, and then yes, there's, you know yes. other areas there there's white areas like that. Yes. And I know yes. when I transition from one area, like I go from like a um, uh, place where I live at to like a white area, and then there's all these, you know, we see a lot of um, people that don't look like me or you. Yes, they're yes, running, yes, they're yes, exercising. Yes. I've seen people 60, 70, 80 years old. They don't look what? like me in, yes, other, in yes. other neighborhoods, yes. like running and exercising. Yes, and then as yes. soon as I come to my neighborhood, there's like no public displays of fitness. I'm like, know. what is going oh, on? Goodness. You know, I, that's so what nice. I call it. I call it PDF, no public display of fitness. I don't see any. <laughs> I love it. I right. Love it. So oh, yeah. my question to you, and then my wife and I, we have this area in Philadelphia is called the drive. It's like water is beautiful very picturesque right people usually choose to run there and it's like the main route to get to center city philadelphia where all the happenings are going on so we take that route and we have this little game that we play um where we keep we you know i count how many black people are actually exercising and running i do the same thing (laughs) i do the same thing no she counts the black people i count the white people and you know there's never We've never won in this competition, right? So, and then, then as a little bonus, I'll give her like two, every one black woman that she sees exercise, I'll give her, let that count for three. Because, Because I'm like, and then if I'm driving, I see a black woman running. I'm like, I say, Yes, I start applauding. Sometimes I honk the horn like, go, sis. Yes, yes. So my question question to you is, this is one of my things that just gets to me. I know. 
black yeah. why aren't our black women exercising and i'm not just going talking about going to the gym and walking on a right. treadmill with your makeup on i'm talking about right. like why aren't we like going for it right. and i if i hear one more time i just got my hair What's done hair? i think right. <laughs> i think i'm going to shoot myself so right. my question to you you don't have this problem what right are some, wh why why don't you have this problem Right, right, right. All right. So your first question was why, you know, of course, and it's very difficult for me to, to generalize about all. No, I, I know. African -American no, women, I want you to speak for all black women. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're speaking on behalf of all black women around, well, in America. <laughs> That's too funny. That's too funny. You know what? I, what the one thing I, I guess I can say, you know, is that, um, you know, I've read, I've done some research related to, you know, stress for black women as well as black men in this society, in this society that we live in, you know, with a lot of the other cultural issues that we have to, um, you know, deal with, you know, of course, racism and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that coupled with uh, workload, um, you know, and also, not having the proper education related to health and fitness, you know, that it never was something that's really big and, and, and promoted within our community as a whole. Yes. You know, so I think all of those little factors uh, play into it. And I also think that if you're eating poorly, like if you're eating fried food, you're eating all those things, you're not going to really want the, you don't have the energy to push out and go out and do those different things. You're going to feel like you want to just lay around and not sure. do it. So sure. I think they're all kind of connected. It's interconnected. If you start eating healthy, then you're going to have that energy to make you want to go out and move and do X, Y, Z. So I think as a whole for women, African-American women, um, we have those issues. We have that kind of plaguing us. You know, um, and oh, I got another thing. Okay. The 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 point of um, black women and and you know with body acceptance, body acceptance, and if you compare that to women to white women, and how white women of course have a lot of body, you know, um, what's it called, a body, not just body issues, but they they suffer more from anorexia and bulimia and all those different uh, disorders because they're constantly, you know, seen and viewed within. Um, advertising and media as very thin or this or this particular look is in style. So of course they're constantly looking at themselves and analyzing themselves and thus they move on to these other eating disorders and so forth to kind of make them fit into that world, right? Yes. But what, what, what I've read is that a lot of times African-American women, since we did not have all the that imagery, you know, that put out there, we don't have those things to tout as we have to look like this, or we have to look like that. So we have come up with our theme of acceptance, which is a beautiful thing, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing that we accept ourselves. Um, but um, that also may include the acceptance of the extra weight and, you know, love me with all my curves, love me with this, love me with that. And a lot of times that can lead to you saying, I don't have to exercise. Um, my husband loves me just the way, my husband loves me with the extra booty, my husband loves me with this, with that, and not really stepping outside of that. Um, and knowing that ultimately, oh, I may lose my my, my butt if I exercise, or I may lose this, or I may lose... So I think that's part of it too, you know, from some other women that I have talked to, that they fear losing parts of their body and that won't be as accepted by the black man. Mm, that's that interesting. Man, yeah, That's interesting. I, I definitely have heard that as well. So um, I think all those little factors kind of play into it. You know, I can't say it's just one, but I think all of that mixed together comes up with why, as African-American women, a lot of times we're not getting out there. Now, if you tie that to me, who um, needed to exercise because of stress, like from, from long, long, from like back when I was in college, you know, I recognize that my my personality type is one that I'm always thinking. Always, it's hard to shut down. You know what I mean? So um, I needed to find balance in my life, and so exercise was always balance for me. It was my happy place. I was able to one relieve stress and two um, just feel good. You know, I just feel good after a great workout. You know. So I never, I guess I never had those issues with worrying about that. Um, and I've always been kind of, um, I, said, I guess, athletic build. Even if I put a little meat on me, I always had that thing. Oh, you used to be an athlete. They can still look at you and see that little bit on you. And not that I was crazy playing sports like college level or anything, but I always did something, you know. Okay. Um, 
So I, I think that's what the deal is. So again, me, I just know that um, exercising can be stress relieving, my happy place. And honestly, um, my husband accepts and loves my body even when after I gained 60 pounds after my baby versus now. And I think that's about um, the acceptance of your, your, your spouse as well, too. Oh, that's okay. 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 Great. Great. Cause look, I could go down a little rabbit hole talking about um, uh, acceptance in the African American community, yes. how yes. cultural influences yes. has um, um, has hurt the right. African American community. Um, right. But I'm not going to do that now because I want to find out. I want to wrap this up. We've been on here for almost an hour. I want to oh. find out. Okay, <laughs> now. You're doing amazing. You're healthy. You're, yeah. You have your clients that you're helping in your community. You're doing right. all these things. I just always want to know why when I talk to influencers and you are an influencer, have decided to take it another step and put themselves out there, not only within their community, but you didn't have to start going online, right, um, right, um, right. sharing your story. You didn't have to, because once you do that, that opens you up to not only criticism, but it mm -hmm. opens you up to um, uh, uh, people reaching out to you, asking for help. It, it puts you in a position that now you are influencing not just people within your immediate circle, you are influencing people around the world. And that's a heavy weight to carry sometimes. Right, so right. I always ask like why why are right. you doing this why are you taking time to post why are you taking time to share like why with all right. the other life stuff has so, to bring your yeah. way why add this onto your plate right um i think that it's um it, it, it comes down to uh who you are you know i think for me i've always wanted to make a difference you know and and not quite been satisfied with just the people that I affect within this area, my my town or the next town over, or whatever. But what difference can I bring about to a greater number of people? You know, how can I make a greater change? So for me, uh, put going on Instagram or going to you know you know thinking of what my next plan may be down the line, it comes down how can I affect a greater change, and that's why I did it. And that's why I got on social media. That's why I started my Vegan Soul Sister um, at Facebook page. Um, that's why I make myself open to that, you know, to questions, comments, criticism, whatever it may be, um, so that hopefully I can change one person's life, two persons, uh, you know, another person's life, just in that in that time frame. So that's really what it is. It's making a difference. It's really making a difference and feeling like, you know, you accomplish something while you were here on this earth so i know sounds that's awesome that sounds corny no 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 that's that's awesome because that's why i do what i do too because it is sometimes a heavyweight to carry trying to do podcasts and all this other stuff video you know and they're like okay why it's not as though you're deriving this huge income from this no right, right. it's because it's a bigger purpose it becomes exactly. more than just money so i definitely can yeah. understand all yeah, right yeah. so we're going to wrap this up so i got to just ask you this when is the book coming out Tell us, oh. please tell us you're working on some kind of book or something to get out of here. Oh my like, goodness, that coming? you are so important. But guess what? It's not the type of book you're thinking. And actually, I don't care so what kind of book. That. Something you can share I with some am people. I in the works of, um, but actually, I'm making, I, I feel like I need to affect our younger generation. So I'm actually working some children's books related to health, like eating healthy Love and it. STEM, science, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math, because we're missing that money within the greater picture of, you know, uh, economic empowerment. So I thought that I could create a, a character that would kind of delve into that and help inspire our young girls to go into science, go into technology or engineering or math. And of course, within that, I also want to deal with healthy eating aspects too. So yes, I have a new children's line, a uh, children's series coming up. I can't believe you asked me that. That's perfect. Awesome. I mean, uh, your your life kind of is, is leaning in that direction of communicating um something in some kind of book form something i i just yes. can i can kind of like just feel that that yeah. happening and i'm so excited to hear that and then you mentioned stem i have a good friend of mine who's a uh, forensic scientist sister and she yeah, has a she has a program that she goes around um philadelphia and wherever they'll have her like communicating the importance of stem you yes. know trying to get yes. young black you know she'll take everybody anybody of yes, course right but right in the inner city bringing stem um science to yes. young black children it's it's an yes. amazing thing that she's um she's so doing important. so yes and we're we're missing out on the economic empowerment in that area 
So Absolutely. definitely, that's what I, I you know, I, I'm kind of focusing on now. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this this was an amazing conversation. I, I'm so glad that we finally were able to make this yes, happen. Without a doubt. And, and, I'm um, so happy. and I I have to give kudos to you. You're amazing. I love what you do on a daily basis. Everything you put out there is wonderful. Either makes you think, makes you, you know, uh, talk about it. I love it. I love everything that you have. I love everything you put out there. Beautiful. Oh, thank stuff. you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I always say, you know what, if we can just get more of us out yes. there um, sharing our story, our perspective, then we can I and I always tell people I know this is pie in the sky, sky might sound a little corny yeah, right? but we can all just do our part we can change yes. our community yes. I, tr I truly even if it's one soul at a time we can yes. change our community so without a doubt so thank you soul sister for yes. vegan soul sister for doing what you do and everybody make sure you follow this sister because she has some Ooh. amazing things on the horizon and yes. also also let me put in this plug just confirmed um vegan soul sister will be at my event right here in yes. philly on april 28th and i don't know what she's going to it doesn't matter as long as she opens her mouth whatever she speaks is going to be speaking truth and power so whatever it is that she's going to be speaking about. about whatever it is she wants to speak about that's fine by me because i will be out listening making sure i listen but this is like an amazing that just happened today so thank you yes. so much and um i guess let's just wrap this thing up um all right guys thanks for listening have a great day are you holding